Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the Gospel account, the account given to us by Luke of the birth of our Savior. I've mentioned several times this year that I enjoy watching Christmas movies with Heidi, and I like the funny ones, and I really like the one called Elf. And um, they they have Elf rules that, that, that Elf gives, and one of the rules he gives is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And I think I like that because it really comes to a truth, right? One of the best aspects, one of the greatest aspects of our celebration of Christmas are the carols, right? It's the singing, the unity that comes in singing together. I mean, we're united in singing in a way that we aren't the rest of the year. Just think about caroling, getting a bunch of people together and going from house to house to sing songs. What other holiday could you do that? I don't think that would work like for the 4th of July or Thanksgiving. But, but there's something about the Christmas carols that bring unity. And I was reflecting on that when I was preparing this and thinking about our, our series on the angels. Because one of the angel things the angels do is sing praise to God. And one of the beautiful things about a night like tonight is our voices join the angels. We get to praise God with the angels. And so that's what our focus is going to be. We're going to look at the account given to us by Luke and, and look at the joy that the angels have. Because notice how that joy is shared with the shepherds and the joy the shepherds have and how that joy is shared with you and me tonight. And so that will be our focus. So if we go back to the text and we look about the angels, we pick it up in verse 13. And we're told, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It's a song of joy. What are they rejoicing over? What's really the focus of their joy? You see, they're rejoicing over the salvation that is coming. And if you think about angels, angels have a great appreciation for this salvation, right? Right? We know from the texts of Scripture that, that angels have fallen. We, we know that the angels were messengers of God, and sometimes the messages they had to bring were God's judgment because of people and their sin. They saw the fullness of sin. The Scriptures tell us that they had a front row seat at the creation of the world, and the world made good and right and perfect. They know what sin has done to this world. So they have the joy when God executes his plan for salvation. And that's why the angels always rejoice. It's interesting, the, the text that we chose for tonight were other angel songs, but those were also about salvation. We look, think about the Isaiah text, where the angels sing, holy, holy, holy. They're singing in response to the fact that God is calling Isaiah to be a prophet, to proclaim the message that the Savior is coming. And they sing this song as one of the angels takes a coal from the altar and touches his lips and he is healed, he is cleansed, he is forgiven. And in that joy they proclaim, holy, holy, holy. Think about the epistle lesson. The picture of heaven with, with all the angels there singing and glorifying God. And one of the lines of the songs that is found in heaven is, by your blood you have ransomed the people of God. The joy of heaven, the joy of the angels is grounded in God's salvation. The restoring of earth to God and his creation. And so it is on Christmas evening. This is the song of the angels that, that we sing, that we hear. 
It follows the message of the angel. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. God's people, God's creation is being restored. That's the source of joy. And also I think the joy of the angels comes from not only that message, but being part of that plan. What an honor that these creations were also part of sharing the news. That they not only rejoiced, but they were part of what God used to bring this plan to fulfillment and to make this plan known. They were part of it. Their joy is over the salvation and that they were included. And doesn't that also fit the shepherds? Because the shepherds also rejoice. We're told at the very end that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. What are they rejoicing over? What had they heard? What had they seen? They had heard salvation. They had seen salvation in the child. They rejoiced that salvation had come. The people had been waiting for this. God had promised a Savior down through the centuries. The people of God were waiting, hearing all the prophets point to a Savior who had come, and now this fulfillment has taken place. That indeed a Savior has come. And that's the message of the angel, that is Christ the Lord. But also, for the shepherds, the Savior was for them. The angel is specific. The angel says, And this shall be a sign unto you. This is your sign. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. It truly was for everyone because it included them. And they understood that. That's why when the angels left, they took off to find Jesus. And they found him and saw him with their own eyes and shared the news of what they had heard. They come back rejoicing that they had seen salvation and it was theirs. But don't you think they also rejoiced because they were part of it? Could you imagine the joy that God chose them? Didn't send the angels to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders. Didn't send it to Herod or the political leaders. Send it to these lowly shepherds. They got to hear this wonderful news and see this beautiful scene of all the angels singing. Wasn't there joy that they were included? That it was for them. And they got to share the news with others. And so when we look at the joy of the angels and we look at the joy of the shepherds, what's, where's your joy tonight? What are you rejoicing over? Is it not also for the same thing? A Savior has been born. A Savior has been born for all people. And if he's been born for all people, he's been born for you. And he is indeed your Savior. He was born to save you. He came born so that he could live, that he could die, that he could rise and earn salvation for you. And tonight... Tonight you are reminded that you're part of the plan. That this is all about you as well. God chose to reveal this good news to you tonight. The word has come to you tonight. And he has prayed for your sins. You know your sins better than anyone else. I mean, we have plenty of people in our life that like to point out where we've gone wrong, what we have failed, or, or our sins. But do you really need them? You know better than anyone else what you intend to do and how you failed let alone what God intends and desires of you. We know our sins, but, but Christ paid for those sins. He went to the cross for you. He rose for you so that you would have life and salvation. And his word comes and reminds you of that today. Announces today that you are forgiven. You're invited to his table to receive his body and blood. He comes to you. You are part of this salvation story. He has included you. You even get to share the news with others, to share the joy 
with others. And so now, we get to join with the shepherds and the angels. Our voices join the angels. As we sing praise and thanks to God tonight, we're joining the voices of heaven. And the beautiful part about this is it just isn't just a one-night thing. It happens again and again and again. Every time we gather together, we sing glory to God in the highest. Every time we gather around the word, we give thanks that God would choose to be present with us. Every time we come to the Lord's table, we sing holy, 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 just as that song sang praise to God because Isaiah was about to have his lips cleaned by the touching of the coal. We rejoice that our lips have been cleaned by the touching of the body and blood of Christ to us, that we have been forgiven. We rejoice for the salvation that is ours, that belongs to us. You see, the angels become examples for us in worship and praise. It is indeed one of the beautiful aspects of the Christmas celebration that we get to join together in our songs. Because joining together in singing gives us identity and, and, and points us. We do this even in other aspects of our life. Think about the other songs that we sing together in a group, right? The national anthem. When we sing that together, are we not identifying who we are and where our allegiance is? When you sing your school fight song, are you not identifying who, where your allegiance are, is and, and who you are? And tonight, as you sing these songs with the angels, are you not identifying yourself as a loved, forgiven child of God? Are you not demonstrating your allegiance to a Lord that loves you and is with you and promises to be there for you? Our voices join the songs of thanks and praise of the angels. And the beauty of these songs is they never, ever, ever come to an end. They are songs that we will sing forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds, the true faith, to life everlasting. Amen.